to episode 223 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and Jeff Gamet's back on the show. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great, and uh, it's great to see both of you. Yes, great to see you. And uh, Warren Sklar is here as always. How are you doing, Warren? As always, um, yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it? It's been a, it's been a run. Um, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. Good to talk. Yeah, there's a good amount of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, got some new stories. Uh, we're going to talk about beta. Beta has been pretty active this this past week. Some new things we found. Um, hit some other stories. Talk about the cellular carriers and uh, the Apple Watch and Apple, like we always everything we always talk about here. So, but uh, let's uh, jump right into the stories this week. And uh, I keep adding sadness to Jeff and. And now the dark sky now has been removed from the iOS app store ahead of the upcoming shutdown. It's uh, a dark day. The dark sky weather app is, which is owned now by Apple is no longer available for download in the U S app store, suggesting that it has been removed ahead of schedule. Uh, of course, we know they acquired Apple acquired dark sky back in March of 2020 and it has incorporated a lot of the elements to it. But uh, we know Jeff that it doesn't, um, it doesn't beat what it does. It's going to be sad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the same as dark sky, you know, I think uh, Apple is taking these steps in, uh, you know, in the time frame that they are, so that just as the sting starts to subside a little oh. bit, they find a new way to pour salt in to that wound for me. Yeah. Um, the the big problem that I'm having with Apple's weather app is that it doesn't really do hyperlocal weather, and. Right. Uh, yeah, I can compare the temperature that I have at my place in dark sky and in the weather app, and the and the weather app is never the same. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and uh, especially this week, and I was thinking about that. Uh, our our thoughts and prayers are with all of our friends in in, in South Florida, Southwest yeah. Florida. It's been uh, Hurricane Ian, Ian just uh, just yeah. devastated devastated uh, the state of Florida, and it's. Turn back as a hurricane as we record this, uh, moving up the coast. I'm going to hit uh, South Carolina, I think, as we're recording here. So, uh, our thoughts and prayers. And, and yeah, the Dark Side app would have come in handy to look at some of that uh, data that it was showing much more accurately than probably. Yeah. I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it just one more time again. I just don't understand how this one app is could have been the only possible true source of accurate forecasting. I mean, it just seems like this would be a public realm thing, but I, I, I mean, and yet I, we I, are. I, there's lots. Of I just fans. don't. Just oh. not the only one. I've been a fan too. I understand that, but why can't somebody just create something called you know darker skies and and <laughs> use the same algorithm that dark sky used and just roll it out? I, I just again, they're not. They didn't pull the the data out of. Well, they did. They pulled it out of the air per se, but, um, but, <laughs> but, but they, you know, the data came from somewhere. And, you know, this is not like super secret information that this company has. It's, no, again, I mean, I mean they were very, very upfront about the fact that they're using Weather Underground for a lot of that content because right. Weather Underground is uh, aggregating information from people that are submitting data from their home weather stations. And, uh, and yeah, and yet, um, trying to find an app that works as reliably and accurately as Dark Sky does has turned out to be 
a lot more difficult than you would expect. So is Dark Star, is Dark Sky kind of like Waze, where it's it's user it's user fed? Well, in in one sense, I mean, because they are getting the the weather underground data that's coming from local people submitting information automatically from weather sensors but they're also getting it from uh from the official weather sources so they're aggregating information from multiple um uh sources and then when apple bought this technology they just didn't incorporate all that technology that they had and apparently they just not yeah and, you know and for a lot of people hey you know if uh if the weather or the temperature that I that you're seeing at your home is several degrees off from what you're actually uh, experiencing, it's no big deal. Mm. But when you live mm. in a place where where you can have um, radical weather and temperature differences within a few blocks of where you are, it starts to become more important. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. Cause like Waze is again, Waze is the de facto traffic app at this point. Cause they're, I mean, basically everybody's it's sort of the authority on traffic because yeah, that's what it because is. So, there's real time data being fed into it. Right. So if yeah. Google, so, I mean, in this situation, if Apple bought Waze, which they wouldn't because Google has it, but, and did the same thing, I just, you know, you would think another company would come along and say, let's try again, but because it worked. Anyhow, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, and yeah. and Dark Sky isn't the only hyperlocal weather app out there. Just for whatever reason, it's the one that's doing it right. Right. Or at least will be doing right. it right until the end of the year. Well, that's why Apple bought them, I'm guessing, because they, oh, yeah. they, they yeah. had because good Dark Sky was the app to have. Right. Yeah, absolutely no question. Hmm? Dave's playing video games. I don't know what he's doing. I have lost my AirPods. Hold on. Oh. 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 Okay, we so Warren, them. it's now you and me. Um, <sighs> so, These uh, are the... Warren, what's your now, favorite well, keyboard? Well, I'm not getting AirPods too, obviously, because that's what uh, Dave has in zero. We were going to talk about them. And uh, obviously, they don't work so well, so I'm not going to do that. Right. Yeah. No, seriously, uh, what's your favorite keyboard? In here? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got this guy, probably my favorite. It's a Casio uh, Privia. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, really, I, I got it used. It was it's normally 1500 I got it for like work. seven or eight. You back? So so what makes it the best for you? It just sounds great. It feels great. I mean, it's all about sound and and hammer action and how it feels. and. Mm-hmm. So the not the sound of it, uh, it's a, it's a, and it's a big guy too. It's my biggest okay. one here. Mm-hmm. So full size keyboard. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm back here, and um, okay. So let's uh, move on to the next story. The uh, next story is uh, Apple TV confirms myth, myth, Mythic Quest, Little America, Slow Horses, and the Mosquito Coast new season release dates. They announced it uh, today as we record this on Twitter. Um, all the, all those shows are have some release dates. Uh, it's not clear what the plot of the third season is going to be for uh, Mythic Quest, but that, that is a fun show, uh, as, as well as uh, Little America is an interesting show. That's going to be returning uh, December 9th of this year, 2022. Uh, Soul Horses will be uh, December 2nd, and, the, and Mosquito Coast will be November 4th. Uh, so 
Mythic Quest is going to be on November 11th. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, great shows that continues on with Apple TV and keeps evolving. Uh, Do you watch any of these shows, Warren? Mythic Quest was cute. Uh, I don't remember. The third season just didn't take off for me. I like the uh, the COVID special that they did. That was cute. Um, the one the one episode COVID thing that was kind of neat. But yeah. yeah, this this is not my uh, this is not my uh, my headline for me to watch Apple TV at this point. So for these shows, um, a couple of we're waiting for Ted Lasso and oh, we're late. we're waiting for Ted Lasso. Apple TV that we're watching. <laughs> That's good. Soul Horses is good. I really enjoyed that. Is it good? I, I never. Uh, we yeah. just. Uh, you know what we watched? We watched. Um, um, uh, uh, God, the 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 guy, the Richard Joel, um, but the guy who played Richard Joel, and he was a, uh, um, bird, uh, not bird. Uh, God, where he has to go, pretend to go to jail. Well, he goes to jail to infiltrate this guy, um, who's who's a killer. And it was good. Um, I'll pull it up in a second. But if you saw the movie Richard Joel or Cobra Kai, the, the guy with the beard, that's the guy who was in this. Um, yeah, what was that called? And with uh, the guy from uh, uh, Rocket Man, Tarragon. Tarragon, Egon, Tarragon. Egon, Spangler. Not Spangler. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Hold that thought. If you remember, you can tell, you could tell us, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to the next story here. Um, iPhone 14 max references were found on Apple's website. Plus name was seen. Name seems to be a last minute decision. Uh, while Apple opted to name the larger base model, iPhone 14, the plus it was uh, widely re- referred to as the iPhone 14 max and media reports ahead of the keynote it appears that the, the, the iPhone 14 max was indeed planned for the name of the device, but Plus decision was made relatively close to launch. Um, as as we know, the iPhone 14 Plus, which is still not out yet, it's supposed to be out in October, uh, is going to be something of a more lower lower cost, uh, larger size 6.7 inch screen, because uh, everybody would, who wants the larger size screen would be going with the Max, which of course it's the Pro and it's going to be expensive and a higher price. So um, interesting to see uh, uh, see that the Apple did not call it Max, and I I kind of think I, in my opinion, I think that was probably a smart move on their part because it was all it was going to do is cause major confusion between the two models, honestly, because you, you're not going to think, oh, I, pro, I have the iPhone 14 Max, uh, no, no way, I have the Pro Max. Uh, so I think I think this is good on their part. And of course, the the, the article goes through and, t- you know, goes through all, all the, <laughs> the bowels of Apple's website to try to find uh, all this name and crazy stuff. What do you think? Not Jeff? calling the iPhone 14 big iPhone 14 max is smart because people are going to get confused. So calling it the plus. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Um, having it happen this close to launch, the change happened this close to, to launch. I mean, that's, they they took it right down to the wire because you're printing materials with the product name, including packaging, oh. and um, um, yeah. So they they I bet made the decision at the very last minute where they could because uh, you know they they had to get printing presses running too. Hmm. Um, first of all, what Blackbird was a movie uh, the show yeah which was good. What do you think? I know it's good. One. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, All right, who's, who's keeping track of the namings at this point and who cares? They, they go between plus and max and blah, blah, blah. The funny thing is, yeah, no, they don't, not anymore. Uh, the funny S. thing is they do the, um, <laughs> if you notice with the uh, phone case makers, um, especially like Insignia, what I'll find is when they come out pretty early, they don't tell, they, they say for the new iPhone six point whatever and for the new iphone five point whatever because they don't i don't think apple tells these names to anybody until like really the last minute because i think some vendors do get the names slowly shortly before because you'll see some people get the name right and then a lot of others are just like for the iphone big and the iphone small and you know they're just they don't know the names of it so mm-hmm. but again it right you mean it is it, even with the names the way they are. Yeah. It still takes me about a half hour to explain to somebody the difference between all these phones. So, um, like my wife, you know, who's asking me which one again? Uh, yeah. All right, so we got this one. Yeah, this one's more expensive. It's it's not an easy conversation anymore. So, no, it's not. Yeah, no, it isn't. Um, couple, couple uh, iOS sixteen, iPhone fourteen uh, stories here. Uh, iOS 16, uh, the game-changing CAPTCHA bypass is about to get mm-hmm. even anything, better. Anything um, will be better. The complete, <laughs> anything will be better, yes. The complete automated <laughs> yeah, the complete automated public t- uh, uh, turning test to tell ca- uh, computers and human apart, humans apart oh is one God. of the their, uh, internet's, internet's most annoying features, as we know, as CAPTCHA feature uh, makes you identify yourself, especially those gosh darn pictures you got to do with Google. The the letters. uh, Which I cannot stand. Um, (laughs) They were anything. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of look at, yeah. So, so we did report that the, that the, the, uh, the, the brilliant CAPTCHA bypass uh, when the first betas came out, but it's now here with iOS 16 and it's going to be quite easy to set it up and forget it. All you got to do is you go head over in the settings app and you tap your name in the iCloud settings and you look for password and security menu. And, and there you want to enable automatic verification. This will actually, uh, uh, that's that this is actually the CAPTCHA bypass that comes with iOS 16. And, uh, Apple describes it as bypass captures in in app and on the web by allowing iCloud to automatically but, privately but verify you, your device and account. Well, first, first um, of all, the whole point of yeah, a capture as, is as to, I hear you guys saying actually human doing this. This is this so, is huge. So automating the capture process is sort of like I am a robot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess I am a robot because here's what I'm doing. It is. So I mean, but the thing so is, it doesn't even see. It doesn't seem. It is automating it though, right? Because the definition your of device the is basically your authentic device. We're we're capturing this set, this point of time to make sure you're not a person uh, to make sure you're a person. So if Apple's doing something that automates it, then it's not a capture anymore. It's something different. So, but still, I hate yeah. capture. Yeah, what do you think, Jeff? Just, I just hate capture. Yeah, yeah um, all, I think um, I think it's the consensus here on this panel. The, the capture <laughs> thing and it's wrong, and then the whole form resets. And then you, and yeah. Um, now, am I remembering the correctly <laughs> that uh, that um, services that are using CAPTCHA, like web page logins or whatever that use CAPTCHA, need to be updated to support what Apple is doing? It mm-hmm. must be, right? Unless it's using some kind of AI to process a CAPTCHA, which again, then you're a robot and you're not a human doing it. But again, the, I mean, the... You could easily 
See, I don't understand. Why why can't you write a program that does I mean, is how well, how has this not been hacked at this point? Because we could read text. I mean, you know, a computer could probably read text numbers better than we can on that form and probably could identify definitely kind of identify objects because uh iPhoto is doing it. Photos are doing it. So I yeah, don't understand if, how if, not- if you go look on uh on YouTube, you can find people that have made machines that uh, yeah. that um we, they it, actually yeah. have like a little robot hand and so yeah. they look at the caption and and then just hit the right but even just in the program caption. at this point yeah. there's got to be some, yeah it's amazing well it's it says in this article that uh, as easy it might be to bypass it in ios 16 the enabling the feature isn't enough to, uh, to dispose of all of those capture checks because some websites and apps need to support private access token for the feature to work so by saying, uh, cl- thankfully, Cloudflare has oh, just announced a free API for companies so their websites and apps can eliminate with- captures. So I think there's where it's going to be a bonus because yeah, I, I get my share of I get my share of spams. You know, trying to, and I have just a very basic captioa. Another guy, you know, when, you know, uh, uh, a you math question. Use biometrics um, they, they still get through that. to a captcha. It's spam. So I, I mean. We, well, we can use biometrics. Speaking, you are because yeah, you would think you're probably using Face ID to unlock your iPhone. So that was the biometrics, and uh, for this, yeah. and, and I know that that's kind of a stretch, but yeah, yeah, it is. Um, next story here is uh, Apple oh, might let you it. test iPhone 14 satellite connectivity. Uh, as we know, the uh, the iPhone 14 series has a new feature that's not available on any other iPhone that supports satellite connectivity. However, the functionality only uh, works if, only if you have to use it. It's emergency SOS via satellite mode. And we've talked about this before with the cellular Wi-Fi coverage that are absent, and it does uh, uh, only works in certain circumstances. Uh, but, uh, you know, you kind of want to want to test it before you left and maybe make sure that it works. But right now it is impossible to... Uh, uh, to test it at this moment right now, but Apple is rolling this out in November. And once this, once the emergency SOS by satellite is available, some people might try to test it in some remote areas. Yeah, but that, could be, that also could lead to fake emergency calls, which is dangerous. We're doing an emergency call in what they consider to be an emergency and not national real emergency. So. Yeah, just just like there's nothing stopping people from using right. 911 right. Uh, so, inappropriately. Except... Except the differences of nine one one, generally is not going to cost a couple of thousand dollars to process that rescue or response, right? So, like the satellite, I'm thinking once you do that, I, I think they ask you, right? They start talking to you, they're they're texting you before they send somebody out. Is that how it works? So, to, the test is a good idea. So, when you do the satellite. And the call for help. Yeah. I think you get a text saying what's what's going on. I'm hoping, and they don't just send out the uh, the Marines for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like any service, someone's going to use it yeah. inappropriately. Um, they uh, and uh, and then there will be news stories about uh, how it's Apple's fault. Oh no! Apple's uh, going to charge them five thousand dollars before. before yeah, my, yeah. My guess is that if uh, if people are using this inappropriately <laughs> that uh they're gonna get a bill and, uh, a bill and probably oh, yeah. going to them. get charged with uh with some sort of uh of crime right 
And you could, I mean, again, how many times have we accidentally almost called 911 on our phones with the, the button combination? I know I did cleaning it a few times and they went, Weep! and it's like, oh, about to call emergency. I'm like, please don't. I'm just cleaning you. So, I mean, there's, you know, there could could this go off by accident? Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's a whole thing out there. But yeah, I think it would be harder for this to go off by accident. But okay. still, I mean, your point stands. There's the possibility someone could could screw up and completely unintentionally uh, point their phone at a, at a satellite. Or somebody who never heard what the feature, yeah, and somebody never heard this feature and was playing with their phone. Oh. Yeah. Um, the article does mention also that the uh, uh, 9 to 5 Mac had actually dug through the code of iOS 16.1 beta 3 and discovered a satellite connection demo feature that Apple never mentioned. And it looks like that you will be able to actually do do the test of Emerge SOS via satellite uh, feature on their headsets. With actually pretend we're in danger, like pretend we're hanging so off a big cliff. It's really just like a tiny yes, rock. Yes, Warren, you absolutely can. I think we should do that during the test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. You you can do that absolutely. <laughs> uh, so that's the news this week. Uh, let's move on to topics in this week betas. Uh, we got new beta this week. Uh, this is uh, iOS sixteen point one. That was beta three, uh, and uh, a lot of other stuff that's being in production, including the support for live activities, uh, the interactive notification feature that lets you keep an eye on things happening in real time from the lock screen, uh, and uh, the iPhone fourteen Pro in Diamond Dynamic Island. Uh, number of things that they've done. Uh, Introduce a clean, introduced a clean energy charging feature in the U.S. that uh, designed to selectively charge when lower carbon emission electricity is available, uh, which we still haven't uh, figured out. So, fine. what what are you seeing uh, so far, uh, uh, Warren, on this? Yeah, I, I I put it on there and didn't notice anything to be honest with you. For the last beta, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. Um, it. Uh, it looks like there are some expanding uh, uh, betas also with iPad OS. Um, they are saying now that the the that Stage Manager will now be on older iPad Pro models. So, sixteen point one, uh, which I think is in beta ten for iPad Pro iPad OS, uh, is uh, is now going to expand Stage Manager because we had that controversy where only M one M one Pro iPad Pros were going to be able to use Stage Manager. Well, now the 2018 and the 2020 iPad Pro models Apple's will like, See, we, also we be listen. able to use it, and the iPad Air. So <laughs> I think that, that, of course, my Mini doesn't do yeah, anything different. Yeah. The Mini Six, which has a faster processor than the older iPads, but I mean, again, it's a Mini. I don't even know how Stage Manager would even yeah. work on that. It'd be more like soapbox manager. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, definitely going to. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they also expanded the zoomed out feature display for older 11 inch uh, iPad pros. Uh, uh, this latest beta release is also going to expand the display zoom option for the screen uh, for those older models uh, with the A12X and A12Z chips. Feature was only limited to the M1s. So I think Apple was listening. The people Apple still want to use their older iPads, and well, they're very well, they should. I can understand a iPad. Apple is listening. They were six not years, six years old plus. But, and put you know, this stupid widgets like years. we could do on our iPhone, on our iPads, like we really want to do. You know, I do find it really weird that Apple holds back yeah. those features. 
like seriously the, the ipad's like made for that kind of stuff it's a big display you can look and have yeah. a lot of widgets on your screen when you turn it on it, it, yeah so yeah so why artificially limit that to the iphone i don't know yeah i don't know um one other thing they have also added that this was was uh, discovered is uh, the beta three and iOS sixteen dot one uh, will let you uh, let you preload in app content after installing apps so they're ready to go. Uh, Apple has a new uh, they added a new toggle in the App Store settings to allow you to automatically begin downloading their in app content after they're downloaded and before you a user launches it for the first time. Um, automatically running apps in the background to download content before you first launch it. Uh, the description of the toggle says with this new option enabled after a user installs on an app from the app store, it'll automatically begin running and in the oh, background and that. download ready to go in the end content. Not, so not during a restore, some benefits, I mean, some, some improvements there. It installs the app and then I've never had an app not have the content that it should have after restore. So I'm not even sure what that means to be honest with you, you know? Yeah. So, well, but we're in beta. So, we'll uh, did, uh, did you are you are you on the latest beta for your yeah, iPad, well, my, uh, Jeff? Did my you have anything, beta uh, iPad is that old you, enough come across for you? that the things that, of course, I really want to play with, aren't supported. So, but the beta is running uh, just yeah. fine okay. on uh, on my old iPad Pro, and uh, okay, yeah, it just. Give give us roll out the update. Let us install it. I I'm tired of waiting. I, I'm clearly impatient right now. Yeah, yeah wait. Right. They, want, they want the latest grades. We gotta get we gotta get it out here. Should be out yeah, by now. But uh, <laughs> my my production uh, iPad, no. just like my iPhone. <laughs> I more the thing is I'm not as no. brave as you are. I, I, maybe not, but I, I honestly 100% think that I had less problems on iOS 16 on the betas than you guys have on release software this time. I honestly believe that my experience has been a smoother experience, at least in the last two months for iOS 16. It could be yeah. wrong, but it, it seems, I, I mean, I haven't cursed my phone on since, you know, it's been on beta, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that that's a good thing. Um, all right, so let's uh, move on. Um, I thought this was a good topic, and uh, uh, Jeff, you kind of inspired me to, to to bring this up since you were talking about the uh, cell phone care switching cell phone carriers. You know, many many of us in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. we use the big three: T-Mobile, Verizon, AT and T. But what about these M- MVNO carriers? Okay, what the heck is MVNO, right? Well, it stands for Mobile Virtual Network Operator, and it is a reseller for wireless communication services. Mm-hmm. Now, notably, Mint Mobile, which uses the T-Mobile network, actually, um, and Xfinity Mobile is another one, which is which uses the Verizon network. There are so many choices, but really, which ones do you choose? Well, as as I said, Jeff, you were thinking about Mint Mobile, and um, you know, Mint Mobile has been advertising uh, quite a bit on various podcasts all around, and we so we're very very well aware of, of their service. I've tried their service; it's very good. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, the actor, actually owns owns the company. So, so 
what really makes the uh, the best MVNOs and and really why would you choose them? Well, you know, I've been very happy with T-Mobile. I know yes. Warren, you've been to T-Mobile, yep. and I believe currently, Jeff, you're with AT&T, right? And what's what, well, and what's okay, so what's motivating you to switch? There's two things. The first thing is uh, after I ran the numbers, my uh, cell phone bill monthly will decrease by seventy five percent by switching from AT and T. Oh my gosh! Anything to yeah. well, like switching to Mint from from yeah. AT and T. Because switching yeah, from AT and T to Verizon will Mint, to uh, Mint Mobile. Verizon's the most expensive. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Going to Verizon, I, I yeah. think I'd actually pay more. So yeah, you would, but yeah, but going to Mint, yeah, that would save me seventy five percent monthly. Um, and uh, and the other thing that got me thinking about this, uh, well, started sending me down the path of actually really looking at MVNOs was a friend who is in. Um, uh, mm-hmm. support hell with Verizon and hasn't been able to use their cell phone, their iPhone for a solid week. Hmm. And, and, uh, and, and the problem oh without gosh. going into all the details is totally on Verizon's side. They have completely screwed up the person's account and they keep saying, well, now we have to wait another 24 hours to see if, if what we tried fixed it. And, and this has been going for on for a week. Hmm. So I started researching alternatives to help them out. Hmm. And uh and in the process, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what why am I really on ATT? And uh and then looking at Mint Mobile, I was like, well, yeah. actually, why am I not on Mint Mobile? So what do you get with Mint Mobile that you don't get with T Mobile? Right. Is it well? You get a pretty incredible break of price. That's, I mean, you got the four gigs of data for twenty bucks a month. It's exactly the ten same gigs of data for exactly twenty five I mean, bucks a month and the, per line. So I mean, I, it's the same price. And T-Mobile seems to give you a whole bunch of perks, which you're getting with Mint Mobile too. Is that you get the Netflix and you keep saying T-Mobile? Uh, the one T-Mobile? thing you can't do. Well, I mean, you don't get the the bundled Netflix right. with Mint right. Mobile. Well, but that's no. You don't right, get any of the T-Mobile perks. Right I mean, there, Mint Mobile just uses the T-Mobile network. They have yeah. no affiliation. So if you want to you know, just include Netflix, and there's plenty more that we use uh, you know, a lot on T-Mobile, you know, that's $10 right there for T-Mobile. Well, I mean, I mean I, I'm on a family plan where we have um, six lines. I'm paying $40 a person. So you, have, you don't have Mint? On T-Mobile. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to, I was wrong. Okay, you have the team mobile. No, I do not have it. No. No, no, well, Jeff right. was considering sure, it. I tried it. I'm sure I've the tried it. I've had it as a secondary service to try it out. T Mobile. It's gonna be exactly the same as T Mobile. Yeah, so Warren, I'm but, looking at the price. But the bundles is what they right. what, I it mean uh, normally I am not a big bundle fan, but the, the Netflix alone is gonna be worth the ten dollars a month extra. So yeah, um, we're we're taking out, we're buying you know, either way. So, so the problem for me, Warren, mm-hmm. is that well, besides the fact that my office manager just knocked my keyboard off off my desk, um, Fire. is that cell phone uh, <laughs> plans for me are single line, single user, not right. not family plans. And when you're on a family plan, that's right. where they get uh, the pricing gets more affordable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right. a single user plan for me on any 
on any of the main car- carriers is going to run at least eighty dollars a month. But uh, with that in mind, you're what are you still on? The, yep. You have the iPhone twelve or thirteen? I forget. I have the the twelve Pro. I mean, any any of these providers will give you like free phones to add a line. I mean, we you when you say when you add a line on a new cell phone provider, you'll get a free phone or almost a free phone because that's what they do. And right. and now, now I'm paying for an extra line. Well, you'll cancel the other one out. And now I'm back to a single user plan. We're, we're back to a single user plan, but you got a $1,000 phone for free. So you factored that into your yearly cost. Or I could switch to Mint Mobile and save uh, basically $800 a year. And I think about it. And, uh, and do what I do anyhow and buy my phone outright. Yeah, or you could have the the free phone it washes out right so if you were thinking about getting the phone either way you're going to get a thousand dollars back from from t-mobile they'll give you a thousand dollars to to sign up and i'll give you a phone so mm-hmm. i mean it, it's i, I didn't I, I haven't priced out a single family plan but i know t-mobile has been the best cost of any of the plans we've had so far and definitely the best perks that they've had out there so far yeah yeah, it doesn't hurt to take a look at T-Mobile. I mean, but I, I agree with Jeff that single single line plans are How just not are not too cost efficient for uh, for the three the three big carriers. Um, I mean, you got Google Fi, you've got all these other services. You know, Metro by T-Mobile is another is another MVNO that that T-Mobile actually owns. Um, so so you, you you really have to just look at. It. I mean, even Mint has a for uh, an unlimited pro, uh, plan for data for forty dollars a month. So you know pay what I'm paying right now and get unlimited data. I mean, granted, the unlimited data probably will be mm-hmm. capped at, what, probably 50 yeah. gigs, I would yeah, think. Yeah, unlimited data is never unlimited data. Um, it's, but, um, it's, uh, it always gets throttled at some point. Right. They really do, they really do. Right, and in the case of my Magenta plan, I've got the, I, I, boost, I boosted it up after being in their, in T-Mobile's old plan. Now they're, for my family, they're giving us 100 gigabytes before they'll throttle. So, which I think is a you know spectacular you deal, thing. and each one of us is paying Team, forty dollars I mean, a month. I haven't priced it in a while, but T-Mobile to sign up now is a lot more expensive than it was when I got. I, we must have gotten gotten some great deal when we signed up because that's that doesn't I mean, surprise me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're paying about half of what they're advertising now, at least. Yeah, but, and uh, for me, what yeah. I'd really be giving up, and and I haven't committed yet myself to uh, to going down this path, but. What what I would be giving up right, is right, uh, is um, uh, HBO Max, which is bundled with uh, with T Mobile, but that's probably going away anyhow. Because right, a- right, as I was say, because AT and T no longer right. owns, uh, um, and uh, and media. I've been paying for Netflix <laughs> separately anyhow um, for well forever. So yep. yeah, so yes, I give up HBO Max. Yep. Um, and um, and there is the thing where you um, if if you're in an area where there's super high uh, cellular traffic, like you're at a conference or a con- or a concert, and everyone is trying to be on the network at the same time, the uh, the non MVNO users will get data priority 
So uh, people on the MVNO, they might mm-hmm. see some sort of performance hit on uh, on their data usage. It, it won't have any impact on uh, on voice usage. Um, right. Hmm. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind, I suppose. We all need to move to uh, Europe because the yeah. cell phone yeah. plans were so- better and cheaper. I mean, the other thing you should, I mean, you, you, I don't know if you've tested T-Mobile's network in your, in your area in Colorado, Jeff, but uh, it depends, it does. you know, on, on the coverage too, you know, the, some, yeah, and, some carriers and uh, like so many other places, are worse than others, so. you, uh, you choose your cell service provider based on who actually can cover you where you use your phone the most. And, um, <laughs> and where, where I yeah. am in Boulder for a long time, that meant you had to be on AT&T, which worked out because that's what I was already on. Um, and, I but I could, I don't get, but I could go like two blocks right. and then it would be Verizon. I don't get, have I get like half a bar of service in my house and here. So yeah. I, I do not get good T-Mobile service inside my house. I mean, it's not a big deal because we have Wi-Fi. but if I right. go two blocks outside of my house, I get 600 gig up and down. So, I mean, it's hyper. You talk about hyperlocal weather. It's it's hyperlocal. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's it's, yeah. it's really hard to. I've had people ask me all the time, and we're on this yeah. like group page on Facebook, which and they're all in the neighborhood of which cell phone is best. And I say, literally, if it's good here, move to the left two feet, and it may not be. So I mean, it's it's really right. It's yeah, it's really and- hard to gauge it anymore. So you just got to go with what I I don't tell people to worry about. The service they're going to get because it's all pretty crappy to be on honest with me i think um just get whatever's good yeah but as yeah. 5g's been rolling out but, it's been making a big difference but, i mean on try it what out you can effectively use around me so right. yeah so now at&t and t-mobile are pretty much equal for coverage for the places where i use my phone the most um verizon would be good in a lot of those places too yeah. but uh uh, there, there's no way I would ever consider signing up for Verizon. Yeah, I've not not a fan of Verizon either. But you know, look, the thing about these MVNOs, you're not stuck in a country. You try it for a month. Get you know, either get a SIM card, mm-hmm. or if you have an iPhone 14, you can add the eSIM to it. Try it. See if it see how it works for you. If, if it's got good coverage, then then you're happy. And I don't know what it cost you. You could try just the, the basic plan for ten or fifteen bucks for yeah. for the month and. And give it a shot and see where it goes. Now, some of these other car- some of these other carriers, they actually piggyback on multiple uh, networks. Like, like in the case of Google Fi, it's T-Mobile and U.S. Cellular. And like Ting, they use uh, they use uh, uh, I believe it's uh, Verizon and T-Mobile together, one or the other. Which, which is interesting when you look at these MVNOs. So now they they look at which is going to be the best carrier for you for your bang for your buck for the matter of your, your area of coverage. So you, you can have something like Ting and then, then you mm-hmm. have, you know, is Verizon better? They'll, they'll, they'll put you on Verizon. T-Mobile is better. They'll, they'll put there's you a on whole Verizon. bunch of them. So there's more out there. So, like if you go to then, Target, uh, but there's so many. Like I, yeah. yeah I, there's. Oh yeah. Like consumer cellular, straight talk. There's just so many of them. It's crazy. And I, I have a link here in the show notes that has, has going through this pretty yeah, extensive list of so right many of the MVNOs are out there and kind of gives you some, yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy amounts. And 
Like you go to Walmart, they have that straight talk. You, you see those for the seniors. You see they're always, aver- always advertising for that consumer's cellular. Yeah, like, I, 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 I seem to watch it at the shows, like the that. television shows that cater to oh. those people. So I guess I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting because we're, we're we're getting consumer cellular level and uh, yeah, the jitterbug. Well, <laughs> the jitterbug mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So. So, so check that out, that link out in the show notes. And I thought, I thought this was a good, good way to just kind of give people a little bit of a guide for their iPhone and what what's best for them. And hopefully, Jeff, you, you, you'll find, if you you find and decide to go, go with uh, Mint and uh, yeah, I, try, I'm thinking try it at this point, back to us, uh, there's a very high likelihood that I'll switch to Mint. And uh, uh, it's just a matter of yeah. finding the, the timing that works best because, you know, there's the window which should only be a few minutes where you don't have coverage at all. Um, mm-hmm. But if something goes wrong, well, it could be hours or, or longer. And, uh, and right now I, I can't risk having my phone not working because they're, you know, there's, you know, it's one of those well, get windows. The 14 with the satellite exactly. And mm-hmm. it'll be fine. You got to get the satellite phone and you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, well, it's the incoming calls that matters right now. But Jeff, Jeff, there's no service out there at all. The 12 Pro has eSIM. When I drive to the beach on T-Mobile, there's a good 15, 20 minutes of dead of T-Mobile. And this is on on like I-95. It's not like the middle of the river. But that's not what I'm worried about. It's it's if I do the the switch and something goes wrong and... uh, and there's just no way to avoid not having service for for a window of time where I have no control over it. That's where the, the problem would be. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that... I used to tell my wife that we're not going to a certain food store because they don't have a good cell service in there. But then I got Wi-Fi and I was allowed to go in. And, and so now you have to go. No, we can't go. You know, they installed it <laughs> just, just despite There you, you go. Well, no, they... It was like CVS that had the same situation. They installed Wi-Fi finally because people were trying to use a stupid CVS app with with half a bar of service, and because it was a dead zone, and like the the staff was looking at each other like we were all like. So there's that, but they are saving forty yeah. percent. So, <laughs> all right. So let's uh, let's move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, iPhone ca- uh, cases. Um, there's. Um, there's so many of them to choose from, and uh, I know Warren, you've been you've used the mm-hmm. uh, the Apple cases as well as, as well as I have for many years, and I just find that that Apple has really just done a poor job with those cases. They always would after only a few months they'd start wearing out on me, and I just have just kind of gave up mm-hmm. on them. I'm, I'm just I don't buy them anymore. Um, but there are a number of cases that are out there. I mean, there's there's numbers of them um, that that are out there that you can start off with. But uh, uh, one of the cases I really like, and I think I think a lot of our friends like them, is uh, a, a, a SpinGen. Uh, this is the box here. I have it on the camera here, uh, and uh, I have the clear. Ca- this is the clear case, which is which is MagSafe, and I, I think this is a you know a very good basic case. It's nice, uh, uh, protects the uh, the iPhone really well. Uh, um, uh, and I like clear cases. I I want to see the color because mm-hmm. that's what I say. We buy we buy these iPhones with color colors, and, we, and you just put phone, a case on it. You never see you buy it. Buy a phone so, that you don't like um, the coloring. You buy the case that you like, the or vice versa. That's so that's what I do. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to cover it up. So, uh, but they make very good quality cases. And again, we'll have links in the show notes for all these cases. Uh, this one is like around twenty four dollars from Amazon, um, which is great. 
Um, but I really like spec. I've always been using spec cases for a long time. Uh, they they make some really good ones. Um, the one I've got on my iPhone right now is a clear one, but it's got kind of the tint uh, color to it. If you can kind of see it, they, which makes it kind of cool, but you still can see, you know, the color as I show it. Um, but, uh, they have different styles. I mean, this one is really durable. I mean, um, the iPhone 13 Pro Max last year, I was kind of disappointed with the case. I was really bummed about it because the, the buttons were very stiff. They were, they were not pushing very well, you know, especially when you're doing uh, Apple Pay and you've got to mm-hmm. tap your button to, to, to prove your purchase. And the thing, ah, it's not pushing. But this year's model for the 14 Pro Max has gone gotten uh, really uh, – has worked out really well. Um, they've got to, uh, a number of the dis- uh, models here. This is the that was the uh, what's called the the, pr- the perfect clear, uh, which is nice and perfectly clear. Um, they always they got a nice little speckle case like this one here. You want to have the specs and you know the the, the, the gals like this crazy stuff with these. So nice, um, yeah, it's all the, with the glitter. So, um, but then they have uh, then they have the other uh, other models. That's the the uh, the pro model where um, it's it's even more durable plastic. That's like this one here. And put more durability inside the case, which is nice. And then they have the grip, uh, which is this one here, and that's that's got the grips around it. But again, these are these are solid colors. And I I, I prefer, prefer you know the color ones here when it comes to these cases. So um, you get on average the spec cases uh, you can get them on Amazon for like around thirty four dollars. Um, so they're pretty decent pricing. Um, uh, and again, Warren, you, you're still using the Apple cases, right? You like the Apple too, cases. Right. I mean, I know you're a your crazy case and, and uh, band. I've seen your cases pictures. That are a, uh, a yearly sad, uh, uh, it's a yearly sad thing for me because uh, I'm not, I can't, I'm not even, it's a, like, it's, a, well, it's, a, it's a fire sale every year. <laughs> like you were saying, I have a couple of Apple cases for the 13 and they, they, they don't look good anymore. Like you said, they crap out. They, they flip. So like yeah yeah I mean I Apple, the I'm very disappointed with Apple's like, cases oh, I mean it's very surprising like, you know, already they, the, they're very, you know the MagSafe well the MagSafe ring is already there that's the first thing it's starting comes, to wear right, right? Um, you get the MagSafe Im- imprint on the back and then yeah it just starts to ch- chafe but whatever um, yep I uh, so my son has a Nomad leather for he had it now he's no nice cases, now he has to get into now he has to get a new one because okay. he just got the 14, so he's upset. But um, I had I've had a few specs. Um, I've had a few <laughs> peels, and I've almost bought. They had a sale yesterday. I almost bought one. the The peels are interesting for for those that don't know. It's it's almost a super super thin plastic. Is best you know I could explain it. And um, the peels are nice, except. At that time, I don't know about now, but they they weren't real MagSafe. Um, they're thin enough where you could charge it with a MagSafe, but not thin enough where you could mount it on like a car mount and it wouldn't fall off. So um, that's why I'm I'm only going true MagSafe at this point. I have a few of those like MagSafe kits that you could buy on Amazon, which is basically the ring that you could stick on a case, which kind of works too. So I, I've had lots of cases. Um, I don't like. I don't, I've had the Apple clear case. I've had the spec clear mm-hmm. case. I've had a whole, uh, I had the peel clear case. Um, uh, they bother me because after a while they're just fingerprinting and scratchy. Mm-hmm. And no matter, and no matter which I haven't yeah, had I any, you know, luck with even the more expensive ones, not 
getting crapped up. So, and it, it could, and you can see it. I mean, that's the problem. It's like, you know, other cases kind of get yeah. scratched up too, but you don't notice as much. But when it's a clear case and you're looking through it, you see scratches and fingerprints all the time. So, so one thing I did do a few times, which I might do again, which yeah. is neat. Uh, and even Nomad has it now too. But if you go to like um, D brand or something like that, um, and Nomad has their own version too, which is basically a piece of it's a leather skin that you put on it's their leather nomad skin that i did you put it on the back of your phone because you know mm-hmm. i have a screen protector on it technically the only thing i really worry about i don't worry about dropping as much as i worry about scratching it so um you know if i put the thing on the back of it um right. and i've had a few like one of those bumpers cases that just are the outside of it Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get the leather, you know, sticker or D brand mm-hmm. sticker and that bumper case, it makes a really nice presentation of a phone. It looks really, it's a slick, it's a slick of, of it. It's very, it's, it's almost yep. a true size, uh, which I like too. It's, it's smaller. It almost feels small. Um, so I might do that again. Uh, and obviously that, that works well in MagSafe, uh, very well in MagSafe because it's just a sticker. Yep. Yeah, I love MagSafe. I mean, this I have this case on, on camera here. It's probably hard to see, but this is from my 13 Pro Max from from last year, and it's got it's it's share of scratches in use, but in overall the case is in great shape. It really it really it really lasted. So, uh, other yeah, than the fact that like I said the button was a lot stiffer, I never had a case. I, mean, I still can feel that. I mean, it's crazy well, how bad that was last year, but but yeah, but I but I was saying, but it doesn't look that bad. I've, I mean, I've never I, had a like case. Like I said, the Apple case break, you know, just, like, just like bothered me. Or anything like that. Just, what about you, just, Jeff? Like you said, yeah, it looks crappy. Yeah, no, just just the bottom wears, and it's just it just just especially mm-hmm. when you pay the, sometimes the sixty bucks for one pack, leather the cases. Phone, so. I think I had one that was uh, it, the thing looked like it was put into a lumber, and I still had it on my phone because like the the rubber just kept peeling off. If you remember, the rubber just keeps peeling off it. So, mm-hmm. right, yep, yep, remember that. Now, what about you, Jeff? What, um, what cases are I cannot the, really in good conscience recommend Apple cases to anyone. And uh, and I used Apple cases off yeah. and on quite a bit over the years. Um, what I'm using on my uh, iPhone right now, because uh, I had tried another Apple case again, I got the the silicon case for the um, iPhone 12 Pro, and it lasted about mm-hmm. a year and a half before. It was doing nothing for the phone anymore. It was just disintegrating. So I ended up getting a, a Spigen case for it. Yeah, yeah. And, and since it was for the iPhone yeah, 12 like, and like not the, one the, just, the 13 clear one at I the time, it. cost eleven dollars from Amazon. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's a, it's a much better case all the way around. Um, yeah. I've used spec cases a lot, and I've had uh, had really good luck with those as well. Um, if you're if you're doing stuff mm-hmm. where your phone is going to be in a more um, uh, potentially hazardous for the phone environment, I've had really good luck with some OtterBox cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, really, they're really good too. They're, they're heavy. Um, yeah, but you know if if you they're need bulky. a case they're where bulky. your phone can take a serious fall, like. Like um, you know, twenty feet off a cliff, um, as if that would ever happen. Um, 
watch out. Here goes the office manager. Um, <laughs> you know, anyhow. So when, when my iPhone, what I'm saying is when my <laughs> iPhone fell off, a uh, off a, uh, uh, ledge when I was uh, doing a hike and it fell 20 feet down. Uh, it was just rock all the way down, straight drop, hit hit the uh, hit the ground, mm-hmm. and uh, the case was definitely dinged up some, the OtterBox case, but the phone was totally fine inside. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, and, oh, yeah. Uh, that, and that, that's, that's what great that's what's great about the OtterBox so. as well. Who does um, the book book? Is that no matter tall south? Tall south. Tall south. I, I've used uh book I've book had, cases before. I've had a few. Oh, tall south, they're yeah. nice. They're yeah. again bulky too. Yeah. But they so they the the tall soft had the, the wallet cases I used to put on my phone and it uh they were nice. Uh, yeah. they were nice for a while. Um I don't know if the new phones do it, but the old phones used to have tap to close just like an ipad I, i'm i think you could still do it i think it still has a magnet on there so um the iphone will lock when you close the lid on that oh yeah, like an iPad. yeah. um but yeah they're they're nice until you want to use it in your car and you have to bounce it in your car with the with the because you know, then you got to flap yeah, or if you take a lot of photos with your right. with your iphone the yeah, flap, flap is yeah, kind yeah. of in the way yeah yep <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so that's kind of our review of some of the cases. Um, I want to move on real quick here and talk about uh, the AirPods Pro. I, I did purchase and have the new AirPods Pro, uh, the second gen, which uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with at this point. Uh, other than had a little snafu yeah, earlier, really but I think the, it was more my fault than it was the, the AirPods. Conversation but, warning, um, but um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. We were talking about not yeah, to get the was, FIS. It was, it was no. a good one. I'll have to keep that in there. Uh, the <laughs> um, I'm definitely noticing a bit of a difference as far as sound quality between the AirPods first gen versus the second gen. Um, I mean, the, uh, the the active noise cancellation is very good. I mean, I, I did do some tests when it came to going into a very large, loud you know, location that not wasn't the jackhammer like it was in the uh, in the at the uh, Apple event, but uh, but it, uh, it I definitely notice it it really isolates the sound even more I, I than ever than the, the Apple than event. The, uh, the previous they actually gen, um, used <laughs> jackhammering <laughs> as an example of how good the noise canceling is. Yeah, and it was that's ex- kind of that was extreme. Walk, extreme right behind it, right in front of it. Yep. Yeah, because that was the theme of the show. It was extreme, extreme jackhammering. Um, so. Uh, so they did. They did. They did add uh, uh, a lanyard, lanyard uh, connection connection here, but one. of course, doesn't come with the lanyard, which is uh, kind of silly. Yeah, I think it's third party for thirteen bucks, which is no crazy stuff. Here, I'll go find a, some, someone might be giving away a lanyard if I really want it. Um, there was an article that did actually someone did an actual X ray of this case, and it actually shows a wire that's going down below. On the other end, you know, and you're kind of wondering what that is. Mm. Maybe it was an antenna of some sort, or, or, or maybe because of the uh, the new Find My. Because of course, it, 
and I am showing on camera here, it of course has the, the three speakers at the bottom here. Uh, and the, the Find My does work really well. I did I did have no problems when I when I when I ran it. And if I, I swear if I if I don't if I've got to be really careful I open this so I just won't be able to hear you again. I'll probably screw it up. Um, but if you match the two cases next to each other, they look, I mean that's what's kind of bizarre is they're, they're they look exactly the same. You if you had if you put them next to each other if you didn't look closer, you'd think it's the same thing. So <clears throat> so Apple really didn't didn't make a lot of change um to uh to, to the case itself but i think overall i mean i i like the fact that they added the that you can do the volume control by just uh, uh moving down with your finger on on the stem on on that so you, and as well as you because the other ones you you had to actually double tap it to get it to stop and start um so you've got some more controls with that um um, the ear pads that, that that go in, you got sizes from extra small all the way up to extra large. These were mediums and actually fit perfectly for me. So and and it did, did the sound, you know, it did the sound ear tip test and worked perfectly. So, but overall, if you already have an AirPods Pro first gen, I don't know if you generally would really need to purchase them. I think it's uh, they're probably still fine. But if you have a pair that's uh, that's starting to be a little thin on the battery life, um, you might want to consider them. I mean, you do have other options. You have the AirPods uh, 2 and you have the AirPods uh, Pro 3 um, as far as that as well. So um, uh, so definitely um, check those out. And, and then, you Jeff, know, you had some I, more thoughts. I'm enjoying hearing your take on the AirPods Pro 2 because getting Apple's marketing – talk i mean that doesn't tell you how it really works for people in in real life um and i'm thinking right. that i would love right. the second gen at the same time i can't justify getting the second gen i think i think if i were traveling like i used to okay. where you know it was like two trips a month um sometimes more then Spending that much time on a plane, yeah, the better noise canceling would be worth it. But I think for now, um, my feeling is if you already have AirPods Pro and they are uh, meeting your needs, then no need to get the second gen. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I said. No, I I uh, definitely agree with that 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 uh, thought. So. Um, but check them out. I mean, maybe go into the Apple store and th- th- give them a, give them a listen. I'm sure they do have demos and you can check them out. So you don't have to jump in and buy them right off the bat, or you can buy them and return them if they don't have, if you're not happy with them, because Apple's very generous with that. So, uh, but, uh, again, if you, if you already have AirPods Pro you're happy with or AirPods for that matter, then yeah, no, no, no reason to really upgrade in my opinion, but I had these for three years. So it was, it was time. Yeah, I thought it was, that's I was fair. Doing, so. That's me. Um, yeah. So uh, next uh, next thing I want to talk about real quick, and uh, Jeff, you posted oh, this on social media, so time. it inspired me to want to talk about this a little further. Um, and I, oh, you said something crazy, but uh, it's actually about the Apple Watch. Um, the Apple Watch. There's um, we've got some new stories, but I also wanted to talk about uh, what your thoughts were. I saw that you that you went to this your local Apple store mm-hmm. and tried on the the Ultra and with your Series Eight that you just got. And uh, I'd like to know. I, I need still need to go to the store and check it out. I, I, I know what, what I'm waiting for here because I really would like to at least check it out. I don't think I'd buy it, but I, I, I'm gonna have to resist. It, it's but a big watch. What, what was your initial I thoughts? Mean, it it is, was. It's it a big is watch. A big okay. watch, and you can really feel the weight. 
Um, you definitely need to go check it out, though. It, it is worth the trip to the store just to play with one. Uh, the screen yeah. is beautiful, and uh, yeah. and the watch band options. Um, yep. th- I mean, they're nice. Uh, the fact that it works with existing Apple ba- Apple Watch bands mm-hmm. is is nice too. Although I, uh, I based that. on what I was seeing, what playing in the store, I would not recommend using uh, current Apple Watch bands on the Ultra if you're actually going out and doing uh, physical sport whatever activities. You use the the right. the ultra specific bands, and. Uh, uh, yeah, that screen is nice and it is big. Right. It, I so the photo that I posted online was my 41 millimeter Series 8 with the Ultra next to it, and uh, mm-hmm. and putting the Ultra on it makes it look like I have a little kid's arm. I mean, it is a big fracking watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh- yeah. I'll, I'll grab that photo. I'll we'll put it in the show notes so everybody can see I can't, it. So. <laughs> I can't see this uh, as a daily yeah, watch. It, was, it, it did, it did look big. There were people in the store um, that were clearly planning on buying this as their daily watch. And they just, and uh, keep right. in mind, anecdotal, because it was me in the store for about half an hour playing with the watch. During that half hour, the the guys that were looking at buying the watch were not going to be using it for outdoor activity. They just wanted a really cool-looking Apple Watch. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, man, that's, that's a big hunk of gear to, to wear on your wrist all the time. Yeah, but a lot of people like big watches even before this came out. I mean, Oh, I, yeah. yeah. It's, I it's, never did, but, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I had a G-Shock here and there growing up, and that was big at the time. Yeah, those were big watches at yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I can't do it. I I just wouldn't feel feel like I'd be lying to myself if I bought an Apple Watch Ultra, to be honest with you. I would just feel there's some things in my life that just doesn't fit with me, and I would love the big screen, but there's just something about it that makes me... Yeah feel like it's better suited for somebody not like me, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But one of the use cases for me and, and there, there are legit use cases for me with this, but it would yeah. have to be a second watch, not my primary. Um, th- there's actually uh drawbacks to the right. second to, or to the use cases for me, because what, one of the things I would want with this watch is to use it. Like when I'm out snowshoeing, or skiing yeah and and um yeah and well in those cases it would go over my uh clothes Mm -hmm. which means that some of the things that i want it to do like you know like monitor my heart rate and stuff yeah that's not going to happen i don't even think it's going to unlock you would have to well you you have to go into the settings Mm -hmm. and uh and turn off uh wrist detection yeah. So yeah. you can manually unlock it and then it'll stay unlocked. But then if you drop it, then yeah. somebody could have it. That's well, it. if you drop it, then you probably have bigger problems because it actually takes effort to get this thing on and off. So <laughs> if you drop it, you're probably uh, scrambling trying to figure out where your hand yeah. went. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, some of the use case for me, <laughs> well, just, it isn't there because you can I use find, you can use find uh, my watch to find it. Right. <laughs> Where's my hand? Oh, let me turn that's on. True. Is there a find my watch? That's true. There's a find my uh, phone from the watch. I don't know. You can't um, ping your watch from Hey, Siri, where's my Apple Watch? Sorry, you'll need to check the verification <laughs> to find my iPhone app. It, it, it says it's in, it's in a Find My App. That's, that's right. You go to, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah, hear my funny. HomePod very well, but it sounded like it, it said... Okay. It was mine. Yeah, mine came it up. It said in the you have to go in app. the font, Find My App. The last place the watch was, but you can't, you can't make it to any. Can you make right. it? Yeah, you can uh, make sorry it to that. everyone who just had their their HomePod. Uh, tell them to go look in the app. It triggered. Yeah. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> uh, so wrapping up here, I want to make sure. Uh, the the Apple Watch Ultra is what seven hundred ninety nine dollars. I mean, it's a nice it's a nice watch. I, I I from just what I've seen so far. One thing notable, I have an article here that I wanted to mention is uh, I think it's a must to have Apple Care on it, Apple Care Plus on it, because if uh, if something were to happen to that watch, it's four hundred ninety nine dollars yeah, just to repair uh, it. On so, Apple Care Plus uh, is well worth if you're buying a device from Apple well worth it. that that has a screen and is mobile. Then you have to buy Apple Care. That's my that's my buy advice it. too. So my laptops, yeah. my laptops, my watch, yeah, laptops, and, iPhones, yeah. iPads, Apple Watches. Get See, Apple I don't Care. Do, I don't do iPads really because I don't really take I, them out. It's it's, with you, the it's iPads. mobile, but yeah, the phone, the watch, and the laptop stuff. I put it on there. Not on my. I would never do a Mac. I have the Mac Mini. Never on the Mac Mini. Um, Apple TV. That's just silly. That's. Just, yeah. 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 That's silly. So, all right. I think we had some great discussions uh, this week and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Then we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Well, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address. It's feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can also become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash in touch with iOS, where we have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming on our YouTube channel, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, at youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. And you can also watch and listen to past shows. Uh, visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into the magazine. The link is on our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, include, including Mimir, Pocket Pass, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And Jeff Gamut, as always, uh, it's so always great, great to, to get to, to the hang show. out with you and Warren. Where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Jake Gamut on all of those uh, Tuesdays, a lot of Tuesdays, well, with, with uh, both of you on Mac Voices Live on Chuck Joyner Show. Uh, Thursdays earlier yep. in the day on the big show, then Fridays on the Mac show. Uh, most Thursdays here again with both of you. And then also on the Context Machine with Branch Affin. Good stuff. 
Thanks for being here. And uh, Warren Sklar, looking up. There's a laser pointer that's moving around. Where, where can people find his you? attention? I soundproofed my basement, and one of yeah. the tiles keeps it won't stay on no matter what I do. So I bought some uh, super super sticky things from Amazon. That's covered. Well, it will. It's about to. I, I put it up there. Until it falls and hits you on the head. Stay up there no matter what I'll do. <laughs> so it's going to hit me in the head at some point. Um, you can find me, uh, Chuck Show, Dave Show. Uh, um, <laughs> it's, good. it's good to be here. All right. Thanks for being here. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show because we enjoy doing it. And we'll talk again soon.